welcome you on in to another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. It's Mitch Spinelli and Mitchell Ballet here to give you the latest of what's going on in the sporting world. Mitch, we had an eventful weekend this man, weekend, man, and I don't even know if we're going to be able to cover all of it. That's why we do two shows a week, because if exactly. we don't cover it today, we'll cover it later in the week. But man, oh man, did we have some good football to watch. We have a lot of stuff to cover here, and we're just going to, uh, you know, go through all of it here with you guys. But we're going to start off here with the, as what we usually do, the high school side. We want to get through everything here. First of all, a couple of things to go over. I mean, congratulations to a number of teams that have been kind of, have been really playing well throughout the rest of the season in other sports. We talk about the North Canton Hoover tennis team has had a, a bit of a run here recently. It won the league title. Uh, a couple of teams in golf already getting out to to uh, uh, tournament play. The volleyball teams of the likes of Strasburg have been zeroing in on their conference championships. So congratulations to them. I want to go through week six of this up this last high school football uh, slate. I want to talk to you about what happened against uh, the Lake Blue Streaks because that game was a big federal league matchup between Lake and Jackson. You were there, and I want to know what your take was of what happened to Jackson because Lake ended up pulling out that victory. What happened to Jackson is they ran into a buzzsaw defensively in Lake. Lake's defense was some of the best I saw all season. Probably, honestly, Mitch, I've seen the most impressive over the past few seasons. Jackson barely had over 100 yards of offense. Jackson's only score came on an interception pick six by Anthony Fuline, which was his third of the year. It cut the deficit at the time to 13-7. to seven. And it was going to the halftime locker room. You thought, okay, they have a shot. You know, Jackson will – maybe figure this out. I mean, this is a team that has already scored a number of points this season, 39 points a week, two 49 points last week against Perry. Sophomore quarterback Lucas Eckman looked like a sophomore. And that's not something that I say lightly because he's been tremendous so far, but the Lake defense was incredible. Swarming to the ball, 10 sacks on Jackson. That doesn't even include the hits they had on Eckerman. 10 whole sacks, numerous tackles for losses, Jackson just couldn't get anything going offensively and Lake did just enough offensively to win the game because Jackson's defense for the most part, Mitch was still very strong. It took almost a semi broken play from Noah Kaboski, the other Lake quarterback to come in and throw a touchdown. And then Nate Barker Baker, excuse me, the running back just piled up yard after yard, taking hit after hit. And this isn't like I'm talking about a big bruising running back like uh, Briante Dunn that we used to see back at Glen Oak. This is a running back that's elusive that can run for speed. And he was a wide out last year. They've now made a running back and he is a staple in this blue streak offense. And he was really able to help them come out on top 19 to seven over Jackson and put them atop the federal league heading into what is going to be a monumental week seven matchup against the McKinley Bulldogs this week. It's going to be exciting. You know, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with what Lake was able to do to come out with this victory. And they're going to be taking on a Canton McKinley squad that still remains uh, one of the te- top teams in the area. They just got uh, they had a solid week this week. Yeah, they did. And they had a back and forth game, Mitch, with the North Canton Hoover Vikings. McKinley ends up pulling it out 37 to 28. It was a game that we talked about. It was a game that most people watched here in Big Time Sports Ohio. But we talked about Hoover having the firepower potentially with quarterback Carson Durland to stay in that game. And sure enough, they did, but Keaton road, Nino Hill and the rest of the McKinley Bulldogs did just enough to escape with a very tough federal league road win here in week six to stay atop the federal league standing. So now you have Lake and McKinley sitting atop the federal league unbeaten in federal league play. And they're both going to score off this upcoming Friday at Tom Benson hall of fame stadium. Last year was kind of the same thing. McKinley though went to Lake and defeated Lake. Lake's going to look to do the same thing and play spoiler at McKinley on their own home turf 
and try to really take control of the federal league and control their own destiny. But this game this Friday is going to be very, very entertaining. I think. Now we have those two matchups coming up this week, which we'll be talking about later on throughout the week, but let's talk about what happened on Friday and against with Maslin, because this is such a fascinating development. Like I, I was preparing for my matchup in new Philadelphia between the Quakers and their week six opponent uh, that we'll get to here in a bit. But uh, what happened in Maslin where the news breaks an hour before that DeWan Owens was not going to play in that game due to an issue involving his transfer application this past offseason from Copley. Now, the, the Tigers ended up beating Middletown anyway, pretty well off. But I, I'm, I was very confused by this whole thing. Why did it take six weeks for us to figure out an issue with his with his transfer? And has there been any f- further developments? Because I reached out to both Coach Moore and Maslin's athletic director, and they have yet to respond. Yeah, to my knowledge, there's nothing yet. And the biggest question that a lot of people were asking, Mitch, not just Masson fans or you and I in the media, but others across Star County, why now? Why did it take till week six to find out that DeWan Owens is going to be suspended until they figure out this transfer application? It, it seems very odd that it took this long. You know, is the OHSAA this far behind on paperwork or what raised the red flag? In terms of the game, it did not matter. Maslin won 41 to 7. Uh, Jalen Slaughter stepped right back into that starting quarterback role, which he expected to have this year. And then DeWan Owens transferred in and he helped lead Maslin over uh, another win over a team from Delaware. They already beat this team last year, too, at Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. But you have to wonder what happens. You know, we haven't heard anything yet. At the same time, maybe we're not allowed to hear some things because it could be a legality thing. You know, you're talking about someone's address, you know, where he lives now. Uh, That's and this is also, you know, a kid still. We're talking about a high school athlete. Uh, You don't want to have all that information out there just for anyone to to be able to find and read. But the the timing is the biggest question mark, and it doesn't make much sense. And we're going to have to wait and see. We still have not heard yet what's going to happen heading into week seven. Is Owen's going to be back underneath center? Is he done for the season? And, And, you know, Mitch, there's also the question now is if he's found ineligible the rest of the season, does that mean that Maslin has to vacate wins in the games he's already played in? And that's an extreme case and possibility, but it's kind of fair questioning right now because this is all hit so fast and out of nowhere in, in the middle of the football season that nobody really knows what's going on. It's going to be an interesting development here in the next couple of weeks, whatever happens over with the Tigers. Uh, New Philadelphia's game with uh, Mount Vernon, by the way, that's when I was at. New Philadelphia had a good offensive night after being beaten last week pretty handily. They beat Mount Vernon pretty handily, 35-10. to A great game for the Quaker defense. They outgained the Yellow Jackets 441-63 to while while earning 27 first downs to Mount Vernon's nine. Keaton Fossil was able to get a couple of touchdowns in the game, uh, as did Etney Richardson, the senior running back. Uh, Pete DiDonato continues to be one of the most efficient wide receivers in Tuscarawas County. Nine catches for 61 yards. Carson Long also had uh, 76 rushing or receiving yards on five carries or on five catches rather. And uh, yeah, Mount Vernon didn't really get anything going. Their running back, Johnny Askew, who was averaging around 150 yards per game going into that matchup, 66 yards on 15 carries. Actually brought in an underclassman running back as well, Maverick Gregory, who had 54 uh, yards on six rushing attempts there as uh, New Philly is able to kind of balance their record back. And uh, yeah, they're going to go into these matchups here. They're going to have Madison Comprehensive, I believe, this week. They're going to probably beat them as well uh, in Dover. Dover with another tough game, man. Dover, one of the toughest schedules in the area, losing to Canfield 17 to 13. That's the second straight loss for Dover uh, in their schedule so far as they take on Sam Francis DeSales here, who's three and three on the season here this coming Friday. But DeSales beat them twice last year, including one in the playoffs. 
Uh, and yeah, a lot of uh, inner inner Valley conference matchups that were happening along the way there as well. Again, to some of them here in just a moment. Uh, we were looking at some of the ones that were happening this past week. And uh, yeah, Garraway's still at the top right now at 6-0. Malvern's still around the top. Uh, Garraway won easily. Indian Valley beat Sandy Valley 40-6 to after Sandy Valley beat Malvern pretty handily. So Indian Valley kind of bringing the Cardinals back down to reality. Ridgewood outlasting Tuskegee Valley 14-7. to That game was, is, was close between two very good teams this year. Tuskegee Valley is a good team. Not same team from last year. Ridgewood, Ridgewood's also a very good squad, but Coach John Slusser's team was able to plot the victory and establish themselves near the top of the IBC South. And Newcomers Town and Malvern won their respective North matchups pretty handily. So we have that for week six. We'll go on to week seven here just later on this week. Hey, Star County, it's your friends from the local board of mental health and addiction recovery, and we have a challenge for you. We're asking you to create a new habit and check in on someone every day. Nothing fancy, just a simple text, phone call, or note on social media to ask someone how they're doing. You don't have to be a professional. You just have to ask and then listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Text 4HOPE to 741-741 anytime, day or night, or dial 988. Brought to you by Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level eight. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you you matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young & Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partner with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Ben Noster and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Happy Sardiversary with Sarder Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional. Just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. Okay, Mitch, 
Let's talk about what happened Saturday night because I was not watching on television. I was actually driving home from covering the Guardians game, which, you know, that that was one where it's like of all the times to be covering a ball game that night, it's between it's it's when it's also including two of the top college football teams of the year. People were wondering this is going to be a game of the year matchup, and I was not expecting a game of the year game to follow it, but it certainly did so. I was just getting back into town when I hear Paul Keels on the radio make that final call. And by the way, Mitch, a Hoban alum making the difference that Saturday night in one of the top 10. This has to be one of the top 10 primetime matchups we have ever seen from an Ohio State football perspective. And it couldn't have ended any better. And if you're on and if you're on Notre Dame squad, particularly for Lou Holtz, it could not have ended any more heartbreaking. It, it's just like I can't believe the Buckeyes pulled out that victory the way that they did. It, it's kind of un, it's kind of unbelievable. It was such an entertaining game, and you know, generally when you have ranked matchups going against each other, there's always going to be a lot of hype and a lot of buzz. But when Ohio State and Notre Dame get together, Mitch, there's always a lot of hype and a lot of buzz because we're they're one state away. The fan bases are so loyal and and just all about that team. Ohio State beat Notre Dame last year in an ugly game in the horseshoe, but then with how Notre Dame started off the year and Sam Hartman the transfer quarterback and how he had been playing and the running back S time, you know, being one of the leading rushers in the country, Ohio state has this inexperienced quarterback and Kyle McCord going on the road into what is going to actually be his first hostile environment. You weren't sure what to expect. And Ohio state dug deep and with their backs against the wall, Kyle McCord showed you just how good he can be and that the pressure does not face him. And you get all the way down to the one-yard line with, what, seven seconds left and you spike that ball? And you roll out right trying to get it to the best wide receiver in college football, Marvin Harrison Jr. Doesn't happen. And then you run the ball with Chip Trainum on the last play of the game, and you get it. And Ohio State is a walk-off winner, 17 to 14. Technically, over, yeah. Technically, yeah. There was one second remaining on the clock. Yeah. 17 to 14, walk-off winner. I, I mean, it was such an entertaining game. Notre Dame's defense and offensive line, Mitch, I thought were – very impressive. Yeah. I think that might be the strongest part. Their secondary is pretty strong, limiting the Ohio State passing game at times. Uh, I mean, it, it was so evenly matched. Ohio State had 366 yards total offense to Notre Dame's 351. 22 first downs for Notre Dame to 19 first downs for Ohio State. Notre Dame wins the possession battle almost 35 minutes to Ohio State's 25 minutes. But the defenses came to play. And now I, I start I really have faith in Jim Knowles and this Ohio State defense after seeing how they played against a team that was coming in red hot 4-0. They played week zero in college football this year, so they had that extra game on Ohio State. What a huge win for Ohio State. It's already jumped them two spots in the AP poll. Picking up a ranked win on the road, let alone a top 10 ranked win, is mighty impressive. And the Buckeyes now off this week. They get to rest a little bit. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. was banged up a little bit, but Emeka Abuka. Had a sensational game. Seven catches, 96 yards. He stepped up when the Ohio State needed him most. Travion Henderson had 104 yards rushing, but Chip 
Chip Trainum had some big runs, including the ultimate winning touchdown with the second left. So, I mean, Ohio State got plenty of help from all over the field from numerous players on Saturday night. We got to talk about, too, Julian Fleming making a couple of big catches down the stretch, including that one on the final drive. Uh, Cade Stover was the leading receiver for Ohio State that night. That guy's been in the league, been in college for like eight years. He was able to step up well as a big bruising receiver and slash tight end. But we got it's it's what everyone's talking about, what happened afterwards, where I knew, I knew once you heard the sports information director kind of whispering in his ear and you hear Ryan Day say, watch this, you know something was about to happen. And But yeah. I was not expecting the Lou Holtz thing to come out of nowhere because, look, we knew what it, what what we saw on the Pat McAfee show just a few days prior. And obviously Lou is more so for Notre Dame than he is for Ohio State, even though he's been in Ohio State coaching before. That's totally fine. I don't think that was – I think we know by this point that wasn't Ryan Day trying to throw a shot at Lou Holtz. That was him trying to throw a shot at every person in Columbus who's who wants this man to lose his job, even though he's been in playoff contention over the last three seasons, three or four seasons rather. I mean, this, I mean, this, this was a big test for him because the knock on Ryan Day was you can't win the big games. You can't beat Michigan. You can't beat Georgia. You can't beat Alabama. I'm not saying that Notre Dame is among the caliber of what those teams were, but this was a Notre Dame team that came to play and was all in it was in the one of the meccas of college football and you survived when your back was against the wall. You stared defeat in the face and defeat blinked first. That was such a as much as people were kind of getting on Ryan Day for coming after an 86-year-old man and granted the semantics of it are understandable. I could not have been more excited to have. I, I I wanted to like go up and sign up for the U.S. Army after hearing Ryan Day's talk after that. Yeah, I, you you pointed it out. A lot of people have been on him because of the inability to win the big game. More so, beat Michigan the past two seasons. More so, you know, th they had Georgia beat for the most part last year in that college football playoff semifinal game. And, you know, if Marvin Harrison never gets hurt, has to leave that game. If he stays in, you would just wonder if Ohio State's able to come back and win that game and ultimately go play for a national championship. But Lou Holtz was the one called out because he was the most recent one to do it. But to your point, I think that was directed towards everybody that says Ohio State's not tough, right? They haven't looked tough against Michigan the past two years. I don't think it's really unfair to say that. Michigan is, has beat the Buckeyes' butt two straight years, and we're not used to that. But that game showed you that Ohio State is tough, that they will handle and, and battle through adversity. I mean, this is a game that Ohio State led 10 nothing, and the next thing you know, you're down 14 to 10. And you stared defeat right in the eyes, like you said, Mitch, and defeat blinked first. Notre Dame got caught off guard, only having 10 guys in the field. Yeah. And, and you know, it's things like that you have to take advantage of. And Ohio State took advantage of it, and they realized where the hole was on defense, and they attacked it with that last push to get in the end zone to win the game, and it happened. And that's a, that's a, a giant win for Ohio State, not only this season, but for Ryan Day as well. I, and I felt I felt so bad for Marcus Freeman, and, and not just because he was at Ohio State at one point, but like he's a guy that can do something good for Notre and has kind of brought them back into the national stage here in the last two years. He took accountability after the game, said that was on me. Uh, and I think he's probably going to learn from that as a young head coach. But at the same time, it's like, oh, it's that huge wave of relief that was going to wash over me. That game had such good juju. That win had such good juju that it, the next day, if the Cleveland Browns had gotten blown out forward and nothing, I would have been like, okay, but they didn't. And that's how we're going to segue into it, even though I want to bring up just before that, uh, that win brings up Ohio State number four in the AP rankings behind Georgia, Michigan, Texas. 
Did you see the news today that we were 200,000 viewers away from matching Colorado and Oregon's game in viewership? Well, we might have been 200,000 away from matching it, but mm-hmm. I have to believe that the length of the viewership was much yeah, longer for this game than it was uh, Oregon well, and Colorado. And look, and and Prime took it like a champ. As I as I mentioned, I don't hate the guy. I think the the the, the attention from them had kind of gotten a little bit overblown in the last couple of weeks, so we're going to get to media attention here in just a little bit. But, you know, it's what I expected. Maybe not maybe not the sort of like ass-kicking that happened, but like I knew Oregon was probably going to win and win well. Uh, their coach, uh, their coach said what he said at halftime playing. We're playing for clicks. They're playing for clicks. We're playing for wins, but he kind of toned it back afterwards and kind of said like, Hey, look, prime's done a lot of great for this sport right now. He's doing a lot for Colorado and I respect it, but I'm here to win games. And that's what they did on, on Saturday. Yep. And it's going to get trickier for Colorado. And it's, it was kind of weird just to see after one half, all that momentum of, of attention from the last two weeks has kind of come to a, it's come to a halt. It's not going to go away forever, but it's going to like it's it's the peak. We've reached the peak now, and they're they're gonna you know kind of go back to reality here in a bit. Although a couple other teams here, Michigan obviously won, Texas won, Georgia won, uh, uh, Florida State beating Clemson. Man, this team actually might. I mean, I, I still think they're kind of pretenders a little bit, but they're still winning, and I'll give them that. It's kind of, it's they're they're finding their ways back into it. You know, Penn State. Wa- go ahead. It, I think a majority, Mitch if not all the college football right now is pretenders. I think this is the most wide open we've ever seen. I, I think Georgia even has its flaws, but yep. at the same time, being a, two, being a two-time defending national champion, they get the benefit of their previous yep. years to stay number one. And until somebody knocks them off, that's how it should be, in my opinion. Michigan got off to a slow start versus Rutgers. It was 7-7. Texas, yeah, they beat Bama, but is Bama the standard of what we've seen from Bama? It, doesn't, no, it sure doesn't look yeah. like it. Florida State is finally good, but is this more so us hoping Florida State is good, or are they fluky? I I think they're realistically, Mitch, I think you look at the top 10 right now. I might even throw top 12 in there because I think Alabama sells a shot. I think any of the teams inside the top 12 right now have a legitimate chance. As crazy as that may sound, people might say, okay, well, Washington, no, Utah, but at the same time, they keep winning, controlling their own destiny. Everything's going to shake out and take care of itself, same like Ohio State, Michigan, it'll take care of itself. But this is the most wide open it's been in years. So Florida State, I think, was exposed a little bit in that win over Clemson in overtime. They got lucky. Clemson missed the game when he field goal. But at the same time, everything will take care of itself here over college yeah. football season. I, I think they got more exposed from that Boston College game rather than, than Clemson because Clemson still got, like, big recruits and a good coach and everything. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, whoever whoever wins the Pac-12 is going to have the Heisman winner because you got Bo Nix, you got Caleb Williams, and you got Michael Penix, the from what Nebraska quarterback who Indiana Indiana, excuse me, yeah, I knew it was a Big Ten team, I wasn't sure, but this guy is racking up numbers for Washington. They are scoring like crazy, and yeah, I'm I'm curious to see which of those three will outlast the one. Another. I mean, Utah is also there in there as well, but I can't name the quarterback for Utah or what he's doing right now. Five Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. 
NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website, albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder, a simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. But speaking of which, we, I messed up the segue from where we're going to the NFL. What the hell are we going to call this Browns defense? Because we have already we were coming up with nicknames in the fourth quarter of Sunday's game. And I feel like you have a name in here, but I, 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 I let's let, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What do you got? This is not my idea. I heard this today listening to a show. Okay. Hell's Elves. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. I like that. That's the one I like the most. That's the one that I think fits the most, especially now that we're embracing the elf. <sighs> Somebody goes, it means you have to embrace oh, it. It's, 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 the mid, it's the midfield logo. It's already embraced. Folks, oh, so. Could Jamar Chase have really started something like that could be so fast because mine was more uh specific towards the coach that we hired in the offseason but it, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well as yours does mine was the Schwartz circuit the Schwartz circuit because a good good friend of mine has one on a play on words with Schwartz's name so i i don't don't hate that one at all 
he put in WMDs, which stands for Weapons of Mass de Schwartzit. I'm not gonna com- I'm not gonna comment on your friend's take. Let's talk about the game. Uh, look, it's it's what we wanted. Deshaun Watson had objectively his first objective good game as a Cleveland Brown, and he still threw a backwards pass. We're not even gonna get into that. Um, even though you know, I was looking at that being like, good God, it's a mental it's a mental thing with him right now. But that's mm-hmm. nevertheless, he found some good receivers the second half, made some good passes. The running attack, Kareem Hunt bring, being brought back into the fold, which is great, I, even though Jerome Ford might have had some bigger impact plays in that one. But and, he, and again, Tennessee doesn't have the greatest offense, but when you're limiting Derrick Henry to 26 yards and making him look stumped behind the line and getting a sack right into halftime so Tennessee can't call a timeout or get a touchdown right before, that's such a that's such a momentum builder. And I don't I don't remember a Browns defense like this in my lifetime i don't remember this since 99 at all this is such a a a fascinating development over these last couple of weeks that it makes me very very excited for this upcoming matchup against the the now well technically we're tied for the afc north lead even though pittsburgh has the advantage over us because they beat the raiders on sunday night my friend my friend was like oh did she just beat the raiders i'm like yeah did you see everyone else beat the raiders this season they suck anyway but no, that I like this matchup we're going into week. This might be more exciting than uh the the what was it the Sunday night game a couple of years ago, two years ago. This might even be this might even bigger than that. It's gonna be like at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, there's a, a lot of one o'clock games coming up this week, which we'll we'll preview later in the week that are a hundred times better than the Sunday night football matchup this yeah. week of the Chiefs at the Jets. Uh that's unfortunate, but at the same time it means they get to go to bed early because that game will be over in the first, second quarter. Deshaun Watson, his best game is Cleveland Brown. That's about all there is to it. The defense is legit, to your point. This is the best defense I've seen in my lifetime since the Browns came back in 99. They they are playing with so much swag. They are playing with to their strengths. And it, it's been here for, for years now, the, the possibility of it. But it took the right defensive coordinator, which is now Jim Schwartz. Joe Woods wanted to do everything what, how he thought it should be instead of playing to his player's strengths. And that's what coaching can do. And when Schwartz decided, hey, we're going to play to our guy's strengths, Miles Garrett is going to be what, you know, T.J. Watt is in terms of being able to line up wherever he wants, move around whenever he wants. And all of a sudden you see a team taking two tight ends to shadow him that forces a timeout and delay a game penalty like it did in this game against the Titans. Holy crap. I've never seen that before. <sighs> and holy crap is Miles Garrett on pace right now to have his best year ever as a Cleveland Brown defensively. And you're right. The biggest worry we have now is the offense. But if Deshaun Watson plays like he did yeah. on Sunday, moving yeah. forward, the, the Mitch, this team, are we going to miss Nick Chubb? Absolutely. We only had, what, 70-some yards rushing on the ground, which is actually yeah. kind of embarrassing from what we're used to. But win. There's no style points in the NFL. It's win. I don't care if they beat the Ravens by a point. I don't care if they beat the Ravens by 20. I feel confident having this game at home before we head into a bye week. I feel like the defense is going to come out and play well and be able to stop the Ravens and their offensive attack. I'm excited again because the defense through three games, Mitch, is statistically the best defense in the NFL. The Titans were the first team to take a snap in the Browns' red zone. That was only because of an Elijah Moore fumble. I mean, it's we've given up one touchdown, and it was that bomb to George Pickens mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. It, the least amount of points given up, the least amount of snaps taken in our own territory, least amount of yards given up. The Browns, I think, have, are the best defense since the 99 Buccaneers uh, in terms of yardage allowed, and they're the third best defense in the modern era in terms of yardage allowed in NFL history. 
that is legit. And for everybody who thought the Cowboys defense was going to be legit, they got torched by an Arizona I, Cardinals team and Josh Dobbs. So it's it's crazy. I still don't know how that happened. And that leads us to getting some some of these other games in. By the way, do you remember a few weeks ago with the lady getting like freaked out on the plane saying that person's not real? Yeah. Okay. When I saw the Dolphins Broncos score the other day, I said that 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 no, that's not the real score. That's not didn't happen. That, I'm not seeing this. That would that's insane that Denver allows that to happen. And it's insane that Miami's obviously probably is the best offense in the league right now. The best offense since the 84 Dan Marino team. But that's that's so rough for Denver, man. I don't know what they have to do to salvage that franchise, but right now it is not it, even though you bring back a Hall of Fame worthy head coach like Sean Payton. Uh, what are the other games? Chargers got to win over the Vikings. That was impressive, even though they threw a pick in the end zone at the end of the game. Chargers definitely needed that. And the Jets definitely need that too, because I think if the Vikings lose next week, they're going to start kick, kicking off the rebuild and Kirk Cousins is going to get shipped off here in a couple of weeks over to, to New York. So that's, that's, that's what needs to happen in order for the Jets to salvage their season. Uh, Patriots beating the Jets. Like we said, Bills blowing out the commanders, Texans uh, blowing out the Jaguars, CJ Stroud balling out again. Colts, Colts got lucky. There was a, there was a, 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 Pass interference call that should have been made in the overtime of that game on the last Ravens drive. They didn't get it, and Matt Gay made the field goal to win it. Uh, I think it was a good call. Good, good. I mean, good it's, it's great for us. It's good for us. But I saw that and I went, like that, that, that should that they shouldn't have gotten that. Uh, Steelers almost let the Raiders come back and beat them. So great, you guys are still a, a mid team. Um, we had two Monday night games last night. Bengals got their first win over the Rams. Joe Burrow still looking a little shaky, but the Bengals doing what they need to do. Eagles beating the Buccaneers. We figured it as much. Baker Mayfield has his first bad game of the season. So, yeah, we're, we're back to reality. But, okay, okay. Did he play bad? Yes. But at the same time, did he not get any help last night? No, he Mike didn't. Evans, no, the, whole, the Evans, whole game, the whole team played bad. Mike Evans wants a contract, but if he gets a contract, he might need no. to spend it on getting new hands. It's because he dropped a couple key passes from Baker last five, night. He did five catches for 60 yards, a touchdown, uh, yeah, on 10 targets. Yeah, five on 10, that's not great. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder, a simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce <gasps> or a frosty without the fries <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. matter everyone plays a part we all have a role each of us can make a difference you do matter and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward with each of us helping one another to cope feel better and know that we belong pass on the positivity today 
Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrin Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrin Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Happy Sardiversary with Sarder Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional, just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going, disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. You need to remodel your bath? You need JR Bath Company. Trust in the quality of JR Bath. It's fast, it's safe, and it's affordable. Call today at 1 800 664 2284 or go to jrbath.com. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it with uh, with PowerPoint here as I pull up this thing right now. Uh, okay, they're going to do this. We're going to do a little bit of that. And there we go. Okay. So the real truth behind Swelsey and how it will break an NFL franchise by Mitchell A. Spinell. This is, I worked on this for about 38 hours over the course of the end of uh, the first slate of NFL games on Sunday to actually just now. And I wasn't able to finish it. So you'll be able to see why in a second. Let's start off here. Two subjects we have to talk about in mind. Travis Kelsey, NFL tight end, occasional podcaster and former reality show dating contestant. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion, an eight-time Pro Bowl appearer, and he's a Westlake, Ohio native, arguably the best Cleveland-area athlete since LeBron James. I know LeBron was from Akron, but we're not going to bring that up. Uh, So we have that. He's probably one of the most famous faces in the NFL going into this season. Taylor Swift, pop star, occasional actress, and serial dater, a 200 million record seller, a 12-time Grammy Award winner, who's currently performing on the Eras Tour, which, as we knew from a couple months ago, was impossible to get tickets for. Now, we have to talk about Taylor Swift and some of the things that, you know, has been going on in her life, for, even from the start of this year. We have to talk about what happened on Sunday between the Bears and the Chiefs here. Now, prior to the Eras tour, Taylor had exited a previous era of her life in the Joe Alwyn era. That was her former boyfriend from 2016 to 2023. It's her longest publicly acknowledged relationship to date. In May, Swift was spotted with Maddie Healy, the lead singer of the band in 1975. The two's relationship ended after just a few weeks. So Taylor is single for the first time officially in a while. And, you know, she's dated a number of guys before, as we see on the list right there. And then it all heads to July 8th, 2023, when Swift performed at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. We have a picture of it right there. Okay, so trying to collect myself for this one. I got my notes here. I mixed up. I apologize. So it was prior to this concert that Travis, while attending mandatory Chiefs workouts, allegedly looked for at a commercial for Swift's tour while repeatedly uh, uh, talking about saying the phrase, you belong with me. So Kelsey reportedly proceeded to make a friendship bracelet bearing the digits to his cellular telephone, which uh, he confirmed on episode 50 of the New Heights podcast, saying he was, quote unquote, a little butthurt that he and Swift could not link up 
afterwards. So later that night of the show, Kelsey tried but failed to get the friendship bracelet to Swift, leaving Kelsey to return home where he briefly sulked before telling himself to shake it off. However, what seemed like a cruel summer for Travis would suddenly be redeemed when in a September 12th report from The Messenger, Kelsey and Swift had reportedly been quietly hanging out with Swift seeing Kelsey while she was in New York City a few weeks prior. Now, these reports were disputed by some and... On last Thursday, it was being reported that the two had actually not been getting closer and that Swift was in her fun girl era and strictly having fun right now. This claim was later further suggested, albeit regretfully, by the big time sports podcast show. <clears throat> anyway, so in the 41 to 10 victory the Chiefs had over the Chicago Bears at Arrowhead on Sunday, it was not only revealed that Justin Fields may not actually be the guy for Chicago, but in fact, Swift on break from her tour, made a surprise appearance at the game, sitting in a suite with Kelsey's mother as he caught seven passes, including a touchdown for 69 receiving yards, <clears throat> prompting Swift to scream what most of her fans say when the opening lights at her shows go down. You saw a video of her going at the game going, let's effing go! You can see it on the screen. So, as if that wasn't enough, a post-game video of both Kelsey and Swift, known as Swelsey by me, walking out of Arrowhead side by side, there you have it. One of the most recognizable faces in, is romantically involved with one of the most recognizable faces in professional football. Truly a love story for the ages. Or is it? Because, Mitch, I have discovered a, number, a wealth of information here in the last couple of days. I have scoured the numbers. I have looked through the small details. And I have discovered a, a plan between multiple, multiple backdoors deals that might be leading to one of the greatest con acts in professional sports history. So without going through the slides here, I want to explain to you a couple of things uh, as I get my slides up back here, because that is what I needed to uh, share in order for this joke to work. I need to ask you a couple of questions, okay? Number one, who is Travis Kelsey's brother? What is his name? Jason Kelsey. Okay. Well, who does J Jason Kelsey play for? Eagles. Okay. Who uh, played in the Super Bowl last season? Which two teams played in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Chiefs, uh, Chiefs and Eagles. Okay. So which player for the Kansas City Chiefs wears the number zero? The Eagles. Why, running back for the Eagles. Yes. Swift. Swift. Okay. Who has gone on record saying that she is a Philadelphia Eagles sports fan? I'm going to spoil it for you. Taylor freaking Swift. It all is coming together. I take this off the screen here now because I need my notes. It is all coming together. This is part of the entire plan. This is a, a sabotage job from the inside from Taylor to avenge last year's heartbreaking Eagles loss in the championship game to the Chiefs. I can visualize her watching that holding penalty on James Bradbury at the end of the game and turning red with anger. Anyway, here's what's going to play out here in the next couple of months. The two are going to link the two linked up over the summer. She's probably shacking down in Kansas City this fall as she prepares for the next half of her tour. Which which I believe starts again next month. By this point, when she leaves in November, Travis becomes lonely. Travis becomes codependent. Travis starts losing his game like the NBA All-Stars and Space Jam when the Monstars suck out the talent from the players. This is disastrous for an already depleted Chiefs receiving core. However, knowing how Kansas City operates, here's how it's going to play out. Four things will happen. Number one, Patrick Mahomes will still make plays and score enough to win games. Number two, Andy Reid will make play calls while snacking on a ham sandwich. Number three, Jackson Mahomes will continue to make TikToks and have people grow to hate him even more. And number four, the Chiefs make it into the AFC playoffs and win out to reach the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five seasons. 
But here's what else will happen. In a considerably weaker NFC this year, the Philadelphia Eagles are probably by far the top team in the conference. They'll take advantage of the other teams cannibalizing themselves and reach the Super Bowl again for a rematch with KC. By this point in late January to early February, Taylor will already be active into the Arrows Tour, with her first stop of the new year being in Tokyo from February 7th to the 10th prior to the big game. Here's what I predict will happen. Taylor and Travis's long-distance relationship starts to show cracks during the playoffs. The postseason and the tour prep, you know, both high-pressure situations, a lot of details going into this. And with them not being able to console the other, it can get tricky. It can get emotionally difficult. Then, in a catastrophic move for the relationship, Taylor surprises her fans with more dates and more locations just after her Tokyo run from fe in February, distancing herself from Travis for good. Travis is heartbroken. He's despondent. He channels all that bad blood between him and her into this game playing the best he ever has in practice leading up to the contest the day of the super bowl comes first half is played travis is playing fantastically pretty even matchup between the two squads but then it's time for the halftime show and i don't know if you saw this yesterday but it was announced that usher would be the performer for this year's halftime show makes a lot of sense he's had a number of uh, big hits over the years he's a part-time owner of the cleveland cavaliers at, i sat three seats away from him at an nba finals game back in 2017 now as much of a tradition it is for musical artists to perform the game. What has been a common occurrence for these sort of Super Bowl halftime shows over the last decade or so? What typically happens when you get a big performer in here and at some point they have, they've ran through about five or six songs. What do they usually do? What usually uh, comes to be at the, at the halftime show? Guest appearances. Guest appearances. Thank you. And once Usher breaks out the hits like scream and DJ guys fallen in love, here's what I predict will happen. We see a smoky figure settling into the background of the stage. The camera pans closer and a shadowy figure emerges from the deep portion of the stage. And right there wearing a sparkly bedazzled swift zero jersey is Taylor Allison Swift. The crowd goes crazy. Twitter is set on fire. The Swifties at the game who were not expecting her to come out actually start convulsing uncontrollably and have to be carted out on the on the bed things. This gets all the way to the locker room. Travis is stunned. He can't believe it. The man's mind is racing at a million miles an hour and nobody can stop him. The second half begins. Mahomes keeps trying for Kelsey, who can't get open or get his hands on a ball. The Eagles maintain their confidence, pull away in the second half, and come away with their second Lombardi trophy in seven years. And after the game, with the entire team celebrating, Super Bowl MVP Jason Kelsey is asked by Jim Nance what message this championship sends. And all Jason does is lift the trophy, look into the camera, and say, directed to Travis, look what you made me do. New Heights Podcast every Wednesday. And that that was a giant waste of time that I, I just committed to. Uh, uh, anyway, so that's the end of that. That's the end of the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Um, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. I, I, sh I, sh I I'm being rude, Mitch. Anything to say on what I just uh, went on for about ten minutes? That was exceptional. You you spent a lot of time research on. That. I, I, I can can't, tell. I, I I can't give all the credit. I did see a, a, a there was a one TikTok, and I don't have it up, and I apologize. I'll probably post it later. But yeah, there was a girl who was like, she kind of had a similar conspiracy as to what's going to happen but it was more outlandish than mine was i was just kind of building on that and i think it figured it would be funny it probably wasn't uh but we're going to sign off here any facts of the day from you mitch no because i'm just so stunned at that so tuesday the 26th of september call yeah. 2 p.m here's a, here's a shot and, yeah. and now this could be one where we have to come back to the fact 
Oh my lord, I I don't even know. It's either going to be the best dynasty run in the NFL ever, or it's going to be the best breakup album we have ever seen. So thank you guys so much for listening or watching to the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. <laughs>